Welcome everybody. This week we've got our first ever comedy guest. Oh, our first guest. Yes, and it is the wonderful Jade Adams. Yes, the lovely Jade Adams talked to us today about her relationship with her mum uh, and her life lessons that her mum passed down to her, just like you've been passing down to me, mum. Uh, and we also talked to her about being a businesswoman in the comedy industry and her experience of that. And it was lovely, wasn't it, Mum? Yes, hope you enjoy it. Here we go. Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this, Mama said. Mama said, Mama said, Mama said there'll be days like this, there'll be days like this. This week we've got Jade Adams with us, our first guest. How exciting. Hurrah! <laughs> I feel really honoured I'm the first one. Yeah. Just mainly because you had to, because I'm up here. No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Jade's up visiting uh, sunny Edinburgh today. It's really lovely. Yeah, it's beautiful. This isn't is it? nothing like it is in August. Yeah, it's always raining in August. That's oh, why. God, it will be too. Uh, so we know Jade from the comedy circuit, really, but we only actually met you properly. Yesterday. Yesterday. So, do you want to tell us a wee bit more about yourself? I'm a comedian. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, performing since I was about five years old. So my first gig wasn't like other people's first gigs. <laughs> when you were five, were you a comedian? I w- well, I was funny, but I wasn't doing stand-up, yeah. no. Because that would have been, definitely made me win the comedy award. <laughs> yeah, five-year-old exactly. five year wins award. That's, they'd have loved that. Industry love youth. Um. But it wasn't one of these things where your mum sat you on a table and said, come on, Did entertain everybody, her, come on. Yeah, for her Well, she wasn't ever pushy like that. So I, uh, we, it was just my auntie owned a dance school and my sister and I went to the dance school. Um, and so I'd been, we performed, like we'd rehearse twice a week in, in classes and then we'd do a competition every Sunday. Yeah. And that went on for about 12 years. Um, and then I just found being a big girl amongst lots of skinny girls winning awards just way too annoying so uh, when I I was old enough and she had thought you've done this long enough mum let me leave but she did force me to do it for 12 years did she? yeah Yeah. she um, knew me doing something that I because in I, I see a lot of parents now who not that I'm telling parents how to raise their kids at all <laughs> however I see a lot of my friends parents listening to their intense children who say they don't want to do this and they don't want to do that and they don't want to do this and they just drop in and out of stuff all the time yeah. um, and my mum like she you know she'd been through worse than me kicking and screaming that I didn't want to go to dance classes but she knew me sticking at something would be really good for my soul mm-hmm. and luckily she did because otherwise I probably wouldn't be sat here in this <laughs> palace <laughs> And guess what I used to do? What? I, every party we had, I would make Katie and all her friends do a big dance, dance oh, routine. I do that. That's so embarrassing. I used to a mum and her arms would but hardly I to, move. I used to love dancing and love dance routines, but I was so hideously self-conscious that I would You wanted do to organise them, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, well, I just would do everything half hour, so I, like, I hated performing, but loved... You wanted to get out a clipboard yeah. <laughs> exactly. and make sure that, that things are programmed correctly. Exactly. That was the job you wanted exactly. to do. She <laughs> just didn't realise it. Yeah, we did the exactly. same. Well, there were si- my dad's side of the family. There's six six siblings. Um, all Brian, Dave, Tony, yeah. Kevin, Julian, Debbie. I mean, she Fabulous. really, really just went out on a limb for the most for uh, the names. exotic name she could come out with. My nan Marjorie <laughs> yeah. and her husband Bert. Oh. Um, but they've all had three kids each. So it's quite, quite a big family. Yeah, yeah. But there's only about six or seven girls. The rest of them are all boys. So this, obviously, the six and seven girl, six or seven girls. Um, 
uh, all ended up dancing at my auntie's dance school. Yeah. She still charged us. There was no... <gasps> she <laughs> charged us. Yeah, she's... My, my auntie Julie's a, a shrewd woman and she also is a big woman. So when I was a kid, I used to be taught dance by someone that d- didn't look like a dancer and she was really good as well. Yeah. She, could, she could jump, she could do splits, she could do kicks. There was nothing she couldn't do that a thin person could do. So yeah. growing up, I didn't actually know I was fat and it was a bad thing. I just knew... I just knew that... Sometimes when I was at competitions, mum would get upset because she knew that I had done a really good job. Because she's a yeah. She she said, "I'll tell you when your shit stinks, Jade. Uh. You were good on stage, um, but that wasn't." So she, I would be aware that there was some sort of unfair thing going on. But yeah. she was quite good at protecting me from that stuff as well. Yeah. She didn't let me ever be a victim of things. So are you saying that you've been big all your life? Yeah, pretty much. Always in in ter- not this obviously not like this because I've grown up but like as a kid I was bigger than the other kids or I was mm-hmm. chubbier it was sure. I th- probably was until I was about maybe eight or uh, maybe just ten and ten I started getting chubby mm-hmm. um, and then I just kept, stayed chubby but I look at pictures when I was younger I was like oh god I'd love to be that thin again I know well, I mean, <laughs> we, we all do don't we when well, so I'm ten I'm like oh yeah that looks like a good that looks like a good <laughs> That looks like a good uh, uh, size, that. But no, I've always been a, a, ch- a chunky woman. But it's slightly terrifying how obsessed kids are with the way that they look now. Like, it's different Social from media. when we were kids. I mean, I, I, imagine I, you seeing that but at I was, your age. I, I was <laughs> But I was obsessed. But, you know, my, my niece constantly looking at photos of herself. It's just, you know, it's gone completely... And she's a performer, but she won't perform in front of people. Yeah, there's that. I won't shame. She only me, perform the... in front of the camera. Yeah, no, yeah. looking at herself. That's crazy, isn't I it? Know. My I niece know. is the same. She, my eldest niece, she, um, she's well. Actually, no, she does. She does a bit of dance as well. But they, they, the, the, you know, my nieces and nephews, they take selfies and yeah. videos of themselves and. You know, like my cousin, uh, my nephew, sorry, Paris. He's got a drone and he can film himself from above. <laughs> Useful for a, yeah. a twelve-year-old boy. Yeah. What's he need that for? <laughs> Carry packages as well. Yeah, Why is he doing that? Future, yeah. <laughs> I know we were at Kilkenny over the weekend at the comedy festival there. You should do it. I've done it. I did it last year. Yeah, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh god. Anyway, we were there and we went to the foot football and there was a drone no, what? Yeah, over the pitch. Yeah, no. Why? It's just this buzz, this hum, and you're like, you're, what's, what's that? going on? And it was, they were photographing, they were filming the football, football yeah. which was Because we need more video footage of football. I know. It's not <laughs> enough. I know. Especially the comedians playing football Especially, well. yeah. Was it a comedians football match? Yeah, it was, was the, it? it was Ireland against the rest of the world. Yeah. Oh, was, was it? Hilarious. And Who, Ireland. Were you not there on the Sunday last year? No, well, no, I think we left. You I, were only there. Yeah. Oh, you were there for the Soho thing, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh, and then we left, right. and then I think I had a thing to get back to, so that I left. Was the first did you time have I saw your hair then? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I cut it all off because I was filled with the mat at the back of my head because <laughs> I don't brush it enough. Um, now I want to ask you about your relationship with your mother because obviously Katie and I love each other very much. Never argue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, arguments do not say that. Yeah, arguments no. aren't about love. Arguments no, are. Uh, arguments are love. Yeah. <laughs> you so can argue with someone. Kate, and Katie just gets grumpy. I and I get annoyed with her when she's grumpy. But other than that, we get on very well. Well, you have to. You uh... work around each other a yeah. lot. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with my mother. Did, did you? In Asda. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> she got me a job there. Like so a she's, job when you were a kid. Yeah, well, she's been there 35 years. Wow. Um, she did it because she 
didn't like buying her, uh, her, her sentences. The reason I work at Asda is because I don't want to buy her dad presents out of his own money. <laughs> she left school at 15. Oh, sweet. Um, and because her... Um, a conversation I'll have when the old bat is dead, but um, <laughs> uh, my mum's mum wasn't very supportive of her. Um, and uh, she basically uh, didn't ever have the confidence to do what she... She's a really talented costume and oh really she makes a lot of my costumes does she yeah oh, great. so anything you ever see me in lycra my mum's made it Did she, nice. who made that lovely suit you had on that, last night that wasn't mother um, that, is... that was a woman called Gemma, Gemma Banks and she does tailoring for the drag queens in London oh, beautiful so, so yeah it's good it's really it? suited you Thanks. She's um, is like, she making your costume for this year's Edinburgh? No, another um, drag queen is making it. Really, Julian, uh, Ju- Julian Bailey? Is it Julian Bailey? Why don't I know his surname? His, his drag queen name is Jackie Potato. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Which I didn't get for a long time <laughs> until I said it and someone laughed and I went, What's funny? And they went, Jackie Potato. I know, you say it, you say it perfectly. Jackie Potato. It's completely different in, I think in our exactly. language. Yeah, our language. <laughs> He's making my gown this year and it's like a quick change as well. So you like whip a belt and it's a different colour. Yeah. I thought I'd just, you know, pick up some of the drag queen. Yeah. yeah. It's the old stuff that always works. Yeah. When you first start doing comedy, it's all like, oh, no, I need to be unique. I need to be different. Nah, you just need to do all the stuff that's worked before, but put your own spin on it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they want to buy tickets for, is they want to see stuff they've seen before. That's British people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but worked at Asda together. I got a job there when I, was, I turned 16, and then I, and then I got trained as a fishmonger with my mum. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and then I got sacked. Because uh, I, uh, all the girls in mom. Asda, not my mother, no, she was mortified. <laughs> um, all the girls in Asda were cooking up pizzas at the back without tell- obviously it was stealing. So I, I, so I was 16 and I took a prawn wonton off of the front counter of the deli, not even fish, and ate it. And then I got caught on camera and then they took me upstairs and I got everyone else in trouble as well. Because my justification with, of it, because no, now no, I, I, I agree. Yeah, if they were eating pizzas for everything, yeah, no, exactly. and then I wouldn't have known. Yeah. yeah, but they used me as my mum called. They used me as an example, and, I, and they were going to sack me, but I left beforehand. But it was quite traumatic for my mother. Yeah. And how old were you then? Sixteen. That's quite traumatic for you, though. Yeah, yeah really. Sixteen-year-old your first job because my... you're you're basically an honest woman. Yeah, you know, you just... except for stealing. <laughs> Hello, they're having pizza. What's wrong with one wonton? Yeah, exactly. It was like a one little wonton that was 7p as well. Yeah. It was like 7p. It was nothing. I mean, wonton, 7p. You can tell it was like 1999, <laughs> yeah. can't you? Yeah, exactly. um, so we worked, together, we worked together in Asda. I got the sack. Uh, but she, she said, I'm never working here with you again. She <laughs> was cool about it, actually. She was on my, she's always, always on my side. Yeah. My whole life, I was bullied at school quite badly. All the people that used to bully me don't believe that they did either, which is quite funny. It's funny. Yeah. What, no? Well, they, you don't admit that they stuff. Like, they're it. good people, I'm sure, but they, they don't, their brains won't remember what yeah, they were like to it's like calling me. names and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it was, you know, and it was like leaving me out of stuff and yeah. like, you know, one minute being my friend and the next minute not being my friend, me never knowing where I stood with people and mm-hmm. then me trying to overcompensate for how many, how much I wanted to be, have friends with people, you know, like that, that sort of des- becoming needy, that desperate need to have these people as my friends. Yeah. All along there was this lovely girl called Trina Trina Chung her name was and my mum loved her and I she used to, she was such a good mate and I was so busy mm-hmm. trying to be friends with these popular yeah. girls yeah. that I forgot Trina yeah, uh, yeah, and yeah. she always wanted to be my friend so um 
I, yeah, so I had that, but my mum, it was never my fault. It was always other people's faults, and she's always been like that. She will have a go at me when I've done something wrong, like when my room wasn't tidy, yeah. or I talked to her in a bad way, or I'd upset my sister, or, or, or something like that. But when it came to... She would tell me if I... She was really honest with me. If she yeah. thought it was my fault, I was in trouble. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't my fault, it was, it was my, and she'd support and me. She'd support you, yeah, yeah. I do have that relationship with each other. Yeah, well, Katie actually was the absolute perfect child right up till she was 13 what happened at 13 <laughs> 13 Puberty, obviously. She, just, <laughs> she just woke up one morning and was the grumpiest the yeah, most just, um, sullen child I've ever come across in my life and from that moment on it was not cooperating funny you talk about like because I turned 13 or something and got and started getting chubby and because I'd take a pot and a tell upstairs and eat the entire thing and, and so, but when you're like Eight, nine, ten. You can eat what you want, and it doesn't do anything. And then I started getting puppy fat. And then when I became thirteen, everyone started being obsessed with the way that they looked. And I like somebody took the mick out of me at school because I didn't have a brown and we were, I was wearing a white shirt or something. And I was just like, oh my god! And so puberty just happened, and I just remember being miserable throughout the whole thing. I think you were miserable. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, when I said, "What time are you coming home?" or "Could you just tell me where you are?" you'd yeah. go. Oh, for heaven's sake. Let's not moan about me, all right? (laughs) (laughs) No, No, but now it's brilliant that she admits that she was... Yeah. It must be lovely for you. My mum loves that I admit it because it's all for comic value. But she's like, <laughs> now I get. She was like, why couldn't you say this to me then? I was yeah. like, because you were wrong and I was right. I know you're so adamant that you're right. I was completely like, I don't know why she wants to know where I am all the time. I'm fine. Like, <laughs> and obviously, you just wanted to know that I was alive. That's, that's great. <laughs> Still, do you find that um, the more I've got older, like people are like, "What advice have you got for younger Jade?" Yeah. And your, my my advice to me is stop chatting at your mum. Yeah, uh, she's right. Yeah. that's what. That's all that. Isn't that so funny? Because she you gave do, birth to me. Of course, she's right. And you, you're, I was so adamant in my head, like. She doesn't understand. She doesn't understand what I'm going through. <laughs> Obviously, she does. Like, that's mental. How could I be so? I don't know. It's so strange. Yes, but that is. Uh, that but also, is Karen. Up, obviously, Karen brought me up on Karen, Mum. Sorry. I call Gail or Gail I, when she's naughty. Well, I had to call her Karen at work, which I find really. And then do I. Do you? Up calling oh, do you not call her a mum at work? No, because it's a bit. Me on I mean, if you, status, which is a bit, it's a bit of a weird dynamic. With the, oh yeah, with I'm the, guessing with, it does. I'm, I'm, guess, you know? I'm, I'm guessing it does as yeah. well. Yeah. So, but then I end up calling her Karen at home, and my brother's like, "What are you doing?" That's interesting, isn't it? That you can't say the words. That, that's yeah. um, and a lot of staff say your mum said this, and I said, "Don't." Karen, what did Karen say? You know, like because it has to. It does change. Also, the if you've dynamic. got other people coming in from outside, they don't necessarily need to know that you two are. No, and we're pr- obviously we're proud of it that we're a family business and we work together and blah blah blah. But it does. It just completely. It doesn't undermine me, but you know, it just does change how people view or talk to me, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what I was going to say was Karen raised me. Karen, Mum raised me on her own, uh, a single mum and running a business on her own. So it was. Essentially, you're an absolute legend. Yeah, she's absolutely <laughs> I think so. Hardly at all. So, but she's also passed on a lot of life lessons, which is what this podcast is all about. I do remember, though, when she was round about 18, 19, and I'd said to her oh, something this about... This is not my, a podcast my... about stories about <laughs> embarrassing teenagers. It absolutely teenagers. is. Harry, no, but, carry on. No, no, but she would say, I would say something about 
things that happened. My mother never understood me or something. Mm-hmm. And she went, oh, for heaven's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Why on earth I was, would I be interested in that? <laughs> and I go, oh. I know. I was so intolerant of you, wasn't I? I was, I was a bitch. I was a bitch. Anyway. But you know what it is? You're dealing with um, all the angst of being a teenager. Your periods are quite intense as well. Yeah, so, like, probably, the hormones of that. I probably was like, oh, stop making me feel guilty about your life as well as mine. It and was I, actually like that. And uh, I shouldn't have been like that. Obviously. Did you know the. Did you ever meet. Because I used to push and push and push yeah. with my mum. And then I would meet the. I'd meet the breaking point and then I'd feel bad. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Like, I, of course. I'd, she once held me up with my throat up against the wall. Yeah. Um, and. Um, you knew how angry she, she was. I, and and that's when I and I realised I pushed her and that was my fault. That was similar story. She ran round. I arrived home after literally three days away without texting her or anything, and she came round the corner with a knife in her. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck have you been? Sorry, sorry. And I was just like. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry that has but I think you, completely I think it was, gone. My mum doesn't remember just... holding me up by my throat around the uh, yeah, up yeah. again. She doesn't. Oh, she also doesn't remember throwing a pot of sugar at me um, <laughs> when I'd pissed her off. She and I didn't do that because I'd have to clear it up after. Yeah. <laughs> my mother actually came because that was a completely different relationship. But and I decided I wasn't going to treat my children. It's like the that. same as what my mum says about her mum. Yes. I'm not having that relationship no. with you that I had with my mother. Yeah. And she hasn't, as, as of you two, you yeah. don't have it either. No. But my mother came in the morning and threw a pot of cold water over me in bed. I remember oh, oh my god! Yeah. And you know, I'll never forget that. How old are you? I can't. I was 17 or something, 16 or yeah. something, 15. Were you saying it? What time in the morning was it? Was time it? to get up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably about half eight or yeah, something. Yeah. My mum said she doesn't want to have the relationship that she's got. Whereas I have children, mm-hmm. I will want to have the relationship that I've got with yeah, my mother. Same, same with me. Exactly. I, I, that's what I'll. But of course, I won't. Yeah. Because that whatever whatever you want your child to come out as, it will come out as the opposite. My friend has just had a baby, and everyone keeps giving little Bo um, what he's going to be when he's older. Yeah. <laughs> right now, he just likes oranges. Um, but they keep telling him what he's going to be, and Gabby just goes, "He's going to be a plumber." They're like, "Oh, he's going to be an artist." She's like, "No, he's going." be a carpenter he's going to do something useful yeah oh i'll go to uni he's not going to uni what's the point of that he's going to be a plumber or a carpenter <laughs> oh he's going to be a tesco supervisor that eats red meat mate that's what he's going to be that's <laughs> what he's going to be he's not going to be anything you want him to be at all he'll be the exact opposite and he'll teach you all about compassion and love yeah that's what babies do yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. it's like i've had one i just see i just see him around all the, the problem time. is that the first one they they you know they build them up and they, give them they so much being, love and you know they being and, the parents and they, yeah and, and the people around them mm-hmm. that they're with and they just like for example my brother um, was 14 months older than me half of the photo album is just of him <laughs> as a baby and then I came along and I got two pages you know the second so well I'm the third child yeah. I had to be I had to find I had to become spectacular because yeah. I was the third stand one out, yeah. to stand out I, I was a third one of a half Chinese brother whose dad neglected him and then my dad raised him because he had that poor little Chinese boy story um, <laughs> and then and then we've got my sister who had brain tumour so she got all 
the love and attention and oh, so and gosh. then there was me who was like nothing wrong with me except for I was a bit fat and unpopular <laughs> so I had to become who I was yeah. in order to like get a get a look in yeah, I, yeah, and sure. I've noticed a lot of younger siblings as well um oh, smash it yeah my nephew my nephew Paris oh he's special I don't know why but he's <laughs> he's very special how old is he he's 12 okay yeah, it's so a top it's got, knot. Paris. It's got a top knot. Yeah, Paris is a name, though. Paris Pang. Wow. Fabulous. <laughs> what a name. I know. I, babes, I, he's going to have to come out straight. <laughs> my mother's just tapping me on the shoulder to carry on. So, so you want another life lesson? Then, no. Well, do you, I mean, would no, you, you like to add a life lesson? Or you, you well, the only them? other ones is my mum says all these sentences like, you can lead a horse to, to water, but you can't make him drink. Yeah. Don't teach your mother to cook eggs. Yeah. Uh, she says things like, did that ever land with you at all? Did I said it to her today. I went to give her... I was on the phone to her today and I went to tell her what age she was when she had me, my sister and my brother and I got it a year out. And she yeah. was like... And I was like, I know, I shouldn't teach my mother to cook eggs. <laughs> <laughs> my mum's also right. life lesson, the important one that mm-hmm. I had in my show in 2016. No, in 2017, last year's. Yeah. My last year's show was about popularity because I was like, Ooh, what does Edinburgh want now? Another show about my pain. Mm-hmm. So I did another painful show and um, uh, this year's not. But last year it was all about my lack of popularity and how I finally found a friend and funnily enough we fell out at the beginning of Edinburgh last year <laughs> oh, no. oh, it really <laughs> fucked it up for but we were fine we just went to Japan together we're best mates oh, now no, um, but mum said to me if you can get to my age and you can count your friends on one hand then you're lucky and so my friends uh, my, I've got six so I've just got one thumb out yeah. uh, <laughs> which is Rich Babs my mum and my dad my brother and my friend Clayton and they're pretty much all I care about because yeah, yeah, if, right. if there's just too many people around Obviously, business is business and yeah. acquaintances and stuff and people that I meet. But I'm talking about like je- yeah. caring about someone's emotions. Yeah, who would you call first and on? It's, you know. That's the six. Like yeah. you just phone them up and you don't say, oh, here I am. Yeah. You just start talking. I don't have yeah. to pretend to any of those people I'm anything other than I am. Whereas everyone else gets a nice little version of Jade that they can yeah. they can happy be happy with. But that lot get all the bullshit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And exactly. I, take their, I take theirs on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I would agree. Quality not quantity yeah and it's all and it's it's actually that and removing trump from my twitter feed yeah you know you can remove a word i did a little post about it just a minute ago but can you, you can actually rem- remove a you word? can remove words so any tweet that comes up with trump in it is removed and i've got really? other ones i won't say what they are so i don't want to offend people <laughs> but i've got other ones removed out of my twitter feed as well but and it's, that's a good uh, one to get rid yeah, of yeah. it's just nothing on because uh, it's all people going trump's bad of, of course know, he is what we'll move on do the best way to uh, make someone um, less powerful ignore them yeah yeah Totally. Yeah. What has your experience been of being a woman in the comedy industry? Have you seen male bias? Have you experienced, you know, has it been good, bad? I have always, uh, I, I've, my career is just a, 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 a series of me saying yes to stuff. <laughs> so I, I haven't actually really had a lot of no's because I've never really tried, I've never pushed yeah. it that way. I got an agent in 2014 and I mean my agency suck up all the no's I don't have to hear them yeah sure so the rejection stuff uh, really for being a woman I I see it happening elsewhere to other people I can see I've seen that um, shitter male comics get uh, can I swear on this yes of course Um, I've seen that shitter male comics get more work than shitter female comics and women get a harder 
deal. But I also think that the industry now is so different than it was in the late 90s, which where it was sort of met heavy base, but there wasn't actually that many female comedians around yeah. that could, I mean, you know... You would probably say that, wouldn't you? I, I mean, the 90s, I think, was the, a lot of ladsy type comics came along. Girls trying to be, be like lads. men. Yeah, lads yeah. You know, yeah, which I wasn't very keen on. And now, thank God, there's more women and more women being successful, which they absolutely deserve. There's more, more women doing it as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there is an unfair bias. It's especially very apparent on um, shows like Mock the Week. I was chatting to the woman who makes Mock the Week, mm-hmm. and she was saying that uh, she said it's just really hard to find the, the sort of comic that would smash it on Mock the Week as well. And she said, and we know our audience. Yeah. Um, and I think that they're definitely making more of a um, they're making more of a, a, a change in that sort yeah, of area. They've been putting two of them on, but I I think that the problem with television is that when it comes to women, they see their daytime television. Yeah, people want that the audiences want to see men, which is so wrong. I know. Do you I know, know the, if they're saying that now, though, they? They do you know the thing? Well, that they're the trying not to, yeah. but that's how it's been. You never see. Someone said this to me once. <laughs> someone I don't speak to anymore but I'll, I'll, I'll nick it from her yeah. <laughs> um, that one of the things was that they you never um, you never see a woman slouching on television like in a chair or like you know like yeah, a chat chair they're always upright with their oiled legs in, in a nice dress and they're not like you know sat slouching in a pair of trousers with their legs open which yeah. is how I sit naturally yeah. <laughs> um, and that it, there's that sort there's that sort of stuff. I think that's all that's changing. That's quite interesting, actually. Do you yeah. think it's changing? Absolutely. I find I've, I'm I'm having a great time in my career at the moment, um, yeah. and that's been a lot of hard work from me and other people that um, help make that happen. Who of I course. pay, but I help. <laughs> I who, who I um I help make that ha- help make that happen for me. Sure. Um, and I just I think that um, just trying to be nice and uh, just trying to be hardworking. Um, and always do a good job and not get too um, mixed up um, with the sort of um, social side of comedy which mm-hmm. is having like there, I, I've got some I know there's so many lovely people in comedy um, but you know if I saw them all the time I was constantly in touch with them my yeah. references in on stage would become very comedy centric mm-hmm. and I'd be talking about hotels and aeroplanes and and, yeah. um, and talking about travelling and, and only gigs that I've done and like relationships I've got with other because I'm dating a comedian as well so yeah. like you know I tend to just, you know, do comedy, that's my job, and then I have my best mate Babs and I go on to Japan with her and yeah. I have experiences that I can draw from with her. I was Japan. It was amazing, yeah, it was, was amazing. Have you been? Never. Oh, Never it's so great, girls. Go. Do go. Yeah. Uh, it's brilliant. I'll tell you all the places to okay, go. Good. I didn't just we we didn't all just all do all the popular stuff either. Yeah. We sort of went everywhere. No, I'd love to go, it looks incredible. Expensive though. Yeah, it's the same as London, though. It's yeah. not. It's not overly. Not all, yeah. No, it's not like uh, Norway or Sweden, which is insane. Well, she's from Norway, and we go all the time, so we're kind of a used family to... around our region. Yeah. Isn't it like ten quid for a pint or something? Not we don't go out drinking. No, <laughs> <laughs> we don't go out drinking in Norway. No, we just no, drink in. The... One of the things I'm just getting back to the men point. And women. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I just want to know. You've never. I've always felt that men tend to, in the business, sort of pat me on the head and go, yes, you know. And that's why you have... Women are louder to get themselves heard. They they push themselves forward. The ones that are... You know, are doing well. Whether they're in comedy and business or yeah. actually up there on stage. You I mean, are- in my day, when we first started, it was, it was um, Joe Brand and, you know, a few others. 
and uh, you know I think Jo has done a brilliant yeah. had a fabulous career and she took and she is brilliant she had to take all of the shit though she yeah, yeah. you know yeah. her and oh. Dawn French she didn't do stand up but she had to take a lot of shit for uh, being a woman I mean all the women that you can list from back, back in those days can all say that they've uh, they've been through a war mm-hmm. I don't think we're going through a similar war to that because uh, it's, it's still Not it can be bad but you know I don't get ridiculed by the audience from my weight or anything like that and yeah. um you know, I'm not in the papers or anything, but you don't see that sort. Of, that sort of stuff doesn't wash anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there has been an unfair bias, but I think it's changing. And yeah. with all great change that sticks, it has to happen slowly. You can't just shout and scream and holler and expect people to just change the next day. Yeah. Um, all change that um, that needs to happen will happen in the time that it does. And you've just got you just got to stick around and be good. And and the main thing is that the women have to believe in themselves and not think that they're crap or not good enough or you know I mean yes we do have to shout louder but Mm -hmm. you know it's worth it yeah Yeah, exactly yeah if you've got you've got to be you know just just be good just be funny just the jokes the jokes are really important I've realised that now I've been so I stand up the first stand up gig was on March 17th 2011 really (laughs) yeah that was my first stand up gig yeah um, and but before that, I was um, uh, doing a lot of stuff at festivals. So I did seven years on the festival circuit, um, being a priest in inflatable church. And also, I worked. With, uh, <laughs> Is that uh, the one that's in that festival? Yeah, inflatable that, church. That's oh, really? the, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Ah, so I'm the priest of that church yeah, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> um, so I, I, it wasn't like I hadn't been on a microphone doing yeah. MCing at least. It yeah. was just those over these last seven years, I've developed material which I've realised that you don't realise at the beginning. It's about the joke and it's about uh, it's about the audience and it's about the jokes because at the end of the day even if it looks like the industry's buzzing around you like a like flies around shit mm-hmm. actually uh, it's the audience that makes superstars because yeah. um, you know they're the ones that are going to be switching on to you at telly and they're the ones that are going to be investing their time into watching your stuff and if you haven't got the, the, the jokes to keep... Like, I find gigging all over the country is really helpful to yeah. get a, a grasp of what actually people want. I think it's really important. Yeah, it really good, is. Yeah. There's a lot of people that just come up to Edinburgh for once a year and then that's yeah, that. That's it, yeah. um, and the London-centric comics when they go to other places they're not always understood yeah. no and they hate it and then they're like oh uh, oh it's awful gigging in this place and I'm like you just, you, every, every audience has to I mean I haven't it's not that all gigs are great for me like course, some of them yeah. are shit but you just it's just part of the it's part of dating an, a comic who's been going up and down yeah. uh, the country for the last 13 years doing this and also I've tagged along to loads of his gigs as well yeah. and I watch from behind I've just been interested in that watching from behind and um, and just seeing what you need to do and these people like we where was this we we live in Essex now mm-hmm. um because London's awful yeah um uh, so we're commuting in and out of London but we he did a gig in like the sticks in Essex and all the people hadn't left Essex ever none of them are, I don't expect any of them got passports <laughs> um and it was one and I just sort of looked out there and I was like they were all wearing their fleeces and all the girls had like all all the women were dressed up to the nines but yeah. all the men had come in fleeces I love that <laughs> Um, but it was one of those gigs that um, I, I'd say a, a comic who comes up to Edinburgh smashes it would have a really terrible time at. Yeah. But you just have to. It's like a. a it's survival. It's like dropping a baby. Not baby. Don't drop babies. <laughs> <laughs> 
not babies, toddlers. <laughs> you want a kid to swim, oh, yeah. throw them in the pool without any armbands. Yeah. You just have to like put, put situations where you have to survive, yeah. stand in front of them, and then you have to make them laugh. Yeah. So whatever that may be, like late in life, for example, yeah. like that's the, like the lion's den. Like if you can survive yeah. that, then you can survive pretty much anything. Yeah, and like also, you, you just don't... I, the other thing I've the last two shows have been quite raw that I've done because I you know there you know add some thoughts and feelings and it mm-hmm. was easy for me to write about that stuff yeah. as well when I didn't have the confidence to write material um, I, I was like well I'll just pull on some painful experiences that I've had mm-hmm. um, and it's this year that I've decided that I want to just do a funny show with some great gags and great mm-hmm. songs in it and yeah. costumes and wigs and all that sort of stuff because I was thinking about it I, you know all, you think of all the people that are household names and you, you know mm-hmm. Michael McIntyre we haven't heard any stuff that he, has happened to him yeah. we haven't heard about you know his male pattern boldness yeah. or anything he hasn't <laughs> yeah. got it I don't think he's got it <laughs> but we haven't we haven't heard any of that stuff from him yeah um, and uh, you know those sort of those sort of comedians and um, if you don't want to do that sort of stuff you don't want to but you yeah. have a secret weapon which is your voice yeah I do have my voice yeah <laughs> and where where on earth did that come that wasn't learning to dance that, well, that was just when I was 25. I moved in. It was when I moved to London. Moved to London, and so then your mum didn't know you had that voice. No one did. Really? No that one knew. Wow. No one knew I could sing like that. All the girls at school used to put their fingers in their ears. <laughs> um, tell me I couldn't sing. Did and you go then, to singing lessons or something then? I was in a choir, but I didn't have singing lessons. Yeah. I was in a choir at school with Paul Potts from Britain's Got Talent. For oh, really? Yeah, there yeah. He was, just, he was a fucking terrible. <laughs> But he, he, so he couldn't sing and then he remortgaged his house. This is the story I've heard. Mm-hmm. Sean, Sean Ward, my friend who's an organist, he told me, he went to my school as well. Yeah. Um, uh, he remortgaged his home and then went to study at Pavarotti School in Italy and then came back and could sing like he does. Right. If you're an opera singer, I, I, I've, I've been in a room with a load of musicians who have listened to him sing and they're all like, oh God, it's ghastly. <laughs> he obviously has a thing that people really but love. But your range yeah. is... Yeah. all over the place Huge. <laughs> oh you have a range yeah, it's, yeah, yeah I can do tenor and, and soprano do you enjoy it would you would I'd, you do that I would but I also don't want to do the same thing every night for, for five years yeah, I mean, unless yes. it was like Vegas and I did like a I, my dream is to be like Bette Midler and have a stint at uh, Caesar's Palace yes. and basically do that I'd love that That's yeah. what, that would be my theory I said this to my agent the other day I said why, why, well it's a tagline of my show but why can't a gay icon be from Bristol and why can't I do a show as big as Beyonce uh, in, in, uh, at, but like do a big show of it and yeah. with, with things like singing and dancing and you know troops of drag queens and dancers that I know I could actually yeah. pull something like that off quite easy and also because I'm a trained dancer so yeah. I can like join in with them um, but I that's what I that's what I want to yeah. do I want to just yeah. be fab- I want to be fabulous yeah. I don't, <laughs> Thank you are so fabulous. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That is fabulous. As well as being a performer, do you see yourself as a businesswoman? Absolutely. Now I and do. Do you enjoy the? I mean, the business. Aspect, do you find it stressful? The business. Oh, it's awful! What a terrible thing I've made myself do. <laughs> Run my own self. Oh, awful! Yeah. Terrible. I just delegate. Yeah. That's the key to business. You delegate yourself. Self. <laughs> yeah. If I can't do something, someone else can. I will yeah. not stress myself out. Uh, like last year I couldn't get my tax return in in, uh, in quick enough because I was too busy yeah. I just forfeited 200 quid and paid my friend Sarah oh, to I, do it I completely agree like you just delegate <laughs> little jobs
jobs like that and that's what I've and that's I think that's what you don't take everything on yourself you go okay well I'm not very good at making posters so why doesn't someone else do it you have yeah. to spend the money to do it yeah. so but before I mean but, you know before that you're not really a business you're just someone doing gigs but mm-hmm. now I've become because I've got a, a, a big I've got a team of people that yeah. I have um, do things I've had to technically them. become a business and yeah. it's, it's different because I and I, I, I am learning to say when I don't think something's right and realising that what I think is is and I've earned it yeah. I what I think creatively is actually right yeah. um, and I am also really good at listening to other people's but being able to get my voice out there to begin with and not just let people take over yeah, is, has been important yeah because I think that's what you would always say is that Everyone will tell you how to do it. You know, you used to get the, so many people the saying, time. "They can do it better." You should do but this. You should do that. And she was just like, "Well, I'm actually doing it, so I'll <laughs> I'll decide." You know, because anybody anybody thinks they can do it better, but they don't actually go and do it. Yeah. You know, that there's a lot well. of people in the industry that probably wanted to be comedians mm-hmm. um, couldn't do it so now help comedians. Yeah. There's a lot of that going Different on as ways, well. Yeah. Um, you and, and the you know this. There is, there's rare there's when when there's a when magic happens so like you know when the, all the alchemy is correct and then something wonderful happens from that alchemy yeah. that is something that's so rare but everyone wants to have that yeah. so everyone tries to fo- make that happen mm-hmm. so like um, I was talking to someone the other day about um, someone like Graham Norton or Ant and Deck and people like that the, 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 they're you know like the Graham Norton show how yeah. successful that is that's alchemy that's him spending time finding the right producer and mm-hmm. finding the right writer finding the right format for it and all of that stuff just takes time and having the right guests and having the right guests for it as well but also like his and also Graham himself uh, that warmth is is a really rare thing but It's uh, that that sort of being able to get people to all the right things. Twelve years in Edinburgh, he did twelve years. No one used to like to follow them. Him did they? That's what I heard. No, I mean, but he did a lot. Twelve years of his own show, you know. But he used to compare. So you think you're funny, and he's he's a lovely man. Great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, that um, that alchemy is a is a is a very rare thing, yeah. and when you get it, you get it. But well, it I takes... think that's and that's why we're in the business because when you see something incredible, you're just like, you know, I want, yeah, I yeah. want to help that. You be... want to be part of it, yeah. You... I used to when I when I but when I was working just with drag queens, I used to say, why can't someone just see it in me and then just come and help me do it? I used to say that, and I would like, can, can, just come and just come and see the way that I am with the audience. <laughs> just come and see how they react. Yeah, um, and then it, I just had to put myself in like when I did Funny Women. That was the that was the start of that. And I said no to Lynn for doing that for three years. I said did I you? didn't want to do it. Um, I didn't like competitions because of disco dancing. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And then I um, and then I finally plucked up the courage to do it, and I entered and won. Um, which was um, really surprising because I haven't won anything my whole life. <laughs> but from that, it sort well of well deserved, I believe. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, but from that, I. Um, I, got, I, I signed with United. Yeah, of course. But in all these years you were doing it, you were learning all the time. You know, you learned, all the years yeah, that you didn't yeah. do it, you were still, you were... You were I mean, you I know, always it was the right felt moment. that um, a comic going up on stage, A, they have to make you laugh within the first mm-hmm. 10 seconds, seconds, and then they need five years to get to know the audience mm-hmm. so yeah. they can talk to them as one. And heckling, it doesn't matter what anybody does after that. Yeah, I love heckling. Yeah, yeah. makes my show really exciting. <laughs> I hope people talk to me during this one. Yeah, 
Um, because the other one, the other two have been raw and personal, and so people so probably been... haven't felt that they could. But I yeah. love a comedy show that has that little bit of gravitas. It's live. Yeah. It should yeah, be live. That's right. And everyone's kind of on the edge of their seat. People do not sit what's on the front. Happen. No you one be sits able on to the laugh and cry. Yeah. In the same chat, yeah, yeah. Well, people don't sit on the front row to just be ignored. They sit on the front row because they know what the hell's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. I always bring. So I, there's always some sort of audience interaction in mine. People yeah. love it when there's one of them up up there. Mm-hmm. Makes the audience warm. It's, like, oh, it's one of us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much, Jade, for being our first guest on our wee podcast. Thank you, Jade. It was lovely. Lovely to talk to you. Uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast, everyone, this week, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, Jade. Cheers. Bye.